Good morning on this Thursday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, food for thought and for the imagination. We have a lot of ground to cover. And if uh, you joined us yesterday, we talked about the ability to hear God's leading and guiding in our lives. We had looked at the book of Job and we had talked about how in the night visions or the night dreams uh, when we're asleep, how God speaks to man especially to those that are believers. And he speaks to him to guide him, to deliver his feet from going down into the pit, or I'll I'll, I'll actually say to keep back his soul from going into the pit or from his life perishing from any possible way. But many times man is not listening. We had learned from Jesus that the scripture says about him in Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4, that God had given God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary he wakeneth morning by morning he wakeneth my ear to hear as the learned it was the voice of God that would come in the garden in Genesis to Adam the voice of God walking in the garden and it was there where Adam and Eve would fellowship with God The capability to hear God's voice. I would probably say that most people as Christians never really think about asking God in prayer to finally tune their ears to hearing his voice. To ask him, Lord, make me hypersensitive to your voice, knowing your voice And give me a willing spirit like you've promised in your word to obey it. Two things that go together. You cannot separate them. We had made mention that God can speak to us in an audible voice where we can actually hear it with our ears. The scripture does say, you'll hear a word behind thine ears. Not this way, not that way. Go to the right, go to the left. Meaning, yes, we can hear it. Or we can perceive something. The word perceive and the word know we had learned from uh, the book of John, uh, chapter 17, uh, Jesus' priestly prayer in verse number 3, that this is eternal life that they might know thee. The Greek word that is used there to know thee and the word perceive that is used later on in the New Testament by the Apostle Paul is also the same exact word. To perceive, to know something, to be able to observe, to sense it, to to understand it. But the basic meaning is to know it in an absolute sense. There's also the inner witness where the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit. We had made mention uh, dreams and visions. The providence of God where it seems that every step is being guided and doors are opening or closing or things are happening or not happening that should be happening or shouldn't be happening. And that's the providence of God working in having put everyone and everything in its proper place to get you to the place where you're supposed to be going. Then, of course, there's prophecy. Uh, I'm not talking about uh, just, uh, let's say, the word of a prophet. But I'm talking about the prophecy that is mentioned in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians in chapter 14, 
that God wants us all to prophesy. And there's a reason for it, for exhortation, for uh, for comfort, uh, for edification. But there can be a word that can come uh, through that. A word can come through a word of knowledge when someone is speaking. They may not even know they are speaking a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom. But when it hits your ears and hits your heart, you know that that's God speaking to you. Then, of course, there is a direct rhema of God where either you can be listening to a preaching, uh, you can be listening to a message, and there is a word that is spoken that may not be for anybody else, but you, you're the only one that uh, received it, you're the only one that got it, and in that word, of course, the faith of God uh, is with it to fulfill or bring its fulfillment. Then we had the discerning of spirits, the small still voice, and in the Old Testament, God guided a lot of the individuals through signs. Uh, we have Gideon asking uh, God for a sign and asking for another sign. Then, of course, we also have Gideon overhearing some Midianites where one of them had a dream. So here we have an individual that's not uh, an Israelite, not a Jew, definitely not a Christian, and yet God spoke to him, but he spoke to him the dream so that he would speak it out loud and so that Gideon could hear it. And of course, to Gideon, that was a sign. That means attack. Now, let's go right into the teaching for I know we're going to run out of time quickly. Uh, we have lots to cover in the next uh, few weeks. So let's just go in there. It says uh, in Matthew chapter 17, verse 5, about hearing and uh coming in con into contact with knowing what God wants us to do in our lives. It says, while they were on the Mount of Transfiguration and Moses and Elijah had appeared unto Jesus and the disciples were there, it says, while they were there, while he yet spoke, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them and behold a voice, not just a sound, but a voice, out of the cloud, which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Notice what the voice said. It's directed at the disciples. Hear ye him. Hear him. Hear him both while he is with you right now in a physical body, and hear him when he is resurrected and gone and sits at the right hand of the Father, hear ye him. For us, he is no longer present as far as in his physical resurrected body here on earth, but by and through the work of the person of the Holy Spirit. He is in our hearts and in our lives, and we are told to hear him. Now, it says in verse number 6, And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were sore afraid. They were afraid of the voice that they heard. But also stop and think about the instructions that they heard that voice give them. Hear Jesus. Well, why? It's important to understand in the teaching of John chapter 10 on the uh, Jesus saying he is the door. It says, 
In verse 1, all the way through about maybe verse uh, 12, 13, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not in by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. To enter into the sheepfold, we have got to enter in through the new birth. You have to be born a sheep. You have to be born again. We are we are described as sheep because sheep need a shepherd. Sheep need someone to guide them because as a dumb animal, they don't have the sense enough to be able to lead themselves. So they need a shepherd constantly watching over them, taking care of them, healing them, comforting, rescuing, protecting them. And in order to enter in, we must enter in through the door. The door is the new birth in our lives. Jesus is the only way in. He is. He did say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, it says in verse number two, but he that enters in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. So Jesus was the fir very first one to be born and I'm going to be very careful how I say it, uh, be born again by being raised from the dead. And, and I'm not talking about the way that we're born again, but I mean that by his resurrection, he now had a glorified body. He was now in a different form, in a different state than when he had come here on this earth in a human physical body. When he had been born by and through the womb of Mary and he entered into this earth. He was born of flesh and, and he, well, he was born of, of, of blood and water. In other words, the natural birth. But we must be born of the spirit uh, uh, blood and water, but being his word and being through the redemptive work of Jesus in our lives. Now, it says in verse number three, to him, the porter openeth and the sheep hear his voice. See, that's the key right there. If you are his sheep, if we are his sheep, if we are one of his we need to hear the voice of the shepherd. We need to know the voice of the shepherd because there's going to be many voices attempting to lead the sheep in other directions. Many other voices. So to him the porter openeth and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name. And he leadeth them out. So he calls you. He's not going to call you by somebody else's other name. He's going to call us by your own name. He will not make a mistake in saying to someone John when he really meant Paul. No. He called Paul Paul and John was John. It says, To him the porter openeth and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name and leads them out. Verse number four. And when he puts forth his own sheep, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Once again, 
key factor, knowing his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of the stranger. Now this parable Jesus spoke unto them, but they understood not what things which which he spoke unto them. And of course, the things of the Spirit are spiritually discerned. And unless our ears have been opened, our eyes have been anointed to see and our understanding to perceive, we will not know these things. Therefore, they could not know them. And only those that are able, because they've been born again, to hear. See, when Jesus said, when you're born again, you're going to be able to enter in. And you're going to be able to see. You're going to be able to perceive and observe and know and understand the kingdom of God. Why? Because the shepherd is going to be leading. That's why we have the 23rd Psalm. We have Psalm 95. We have Psalm 100. We have Psalms that teach us that, that he is the shepherd. We are the sheep, we need guidance and we need to be led. If you just look at some of those, you can easily see that Jesus was uh, basically the manifestation in this parable of what we would read, let's say, uh, uh, Psalm 95, 8, harden not your heart as in the wilderness or as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me and proved me and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, it is a people that do err in their hearts and they have not known my ways. And the word known there is basically they've not seen they they, they, they they have not uh, followed my instruction. They have not discovered. They have not discerned. Uh, basically, they do not know me. They don't know my ways. And because of that, I have sworn unto them that in my wrath that they will not enter into my rest. In the New Testament, we're given the same admonition in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7 and onward. Wherefore, as the Holy Spirit says, see, now it's the Holy Spirit speaking. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the day of provocation uh, or the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me and proved me and saw my works for 40 years, wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said, they do always err in their hearts and they have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath that they shall not enter into my rest. And then, of course, this is very important that we understand in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 and 22. It says, not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom. But he that does the will of my Father which is in heaven. Okay, doing and knowing the will of God are two totally different things. If you don't know the will of God, you're not going to be able to do the will of God. If you think you know the will of God, but you're not sure, and you do something else, once again, we've made a mistake. 
And then Jesus uh, says in verse uh, 22, Matthew 7, 22, Many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess, this is Jesus himself saying this, unto them, I never gnosed you. In other words, I never knew you in an absolute sense, and you never really knew me either. I never knew you. Depart from me, workers of iniquity. Now that is a sad statement. Let us not find ourselves there, but let's pray and ask God for a listening, a listening, listening ear to his voice and that he finally tune it to be able to listen and hear it and then obey it. Well, we've run out of time. The Lord richly bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. But until then, be blessed. Amen.